Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Kale and Company, welcome back in. Never too late to download the Odyssey app or hit the subscribe and like buttons on YouTube as we continue Hour 2 on this Thursday. Nick Dawn and Greg. What's on the cut sheet coming up? 7.45 this morning. Going to be a very, very good cut sheet. Also, we got to get to Donald Trump and SCOTUS in regards to J6. Very interesting developments yesterday. And I don't even know... First of all, I don't think that this case is going to begin by March 4th. That's number one. And number two, I think there's a decent chance that the Supreme Court is going to toss a couple of these cases if, in fact, we get to that point. So we'll get to those details and why it matters coming up in just a few minutes. But we've got news, lots of it, around number two, 702, the great Don Stenzel. And good morning this Thursday morning, December 14th, 30 chilly degrees, the coldest day of the week. I'll tell you when the warm-up begins. We are sponsored this morning in Kaling Company News Live by Joseph Anthony Retreat Spa and Salon. We've been talking this morning about the SEPTA police strike. Yes, SEPTA's police officers, members of the Fraternal Order of Transit Police Lodge 109, have indeed voted to go on strike. They voted last night, turned in all their gear. That is official. The sticking point here is whether it's a two-year contract contract or a three-year contract, both sides are set to meet today. There are many who are hopeful they can bring this together because, of course, moving into the weekend, warmer weather, high crime, and just yesterday's stabbing, for example, on the uh, 69th Street station there. So many, many concerned commuters mm-hmm. this morning. Yeah, I, I am always in favor of the three-year contract as opposed to the two-year contract. I will just say that. Yeah, and, and, and SEPTA, by the way, to your point, has said, and that was a person, you know, Greg yeah. is like, oh. So hoping somebody heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, like you saw, Greg, like she is. But that's the point. SEPTA saying it is a three-year deal. Yep. And the union is saying, no, not really. There's some wiggle room for that third year. We want it. We want a solid three-year commitment. I mean, you've got to imagine that that SEPTA and these people fighting for that additional year, they have the leverage here, right? They have the power with all the crime that's going on. And now with this, you know, stoppage, (laughs) security is even going to be stretched and stressed out even further. So I I think they're going to get what they want. Yeah, this is, this is true. I mean, um, we're following it. They're meeting mid-morning. As of right now, there are backups. In other words, Philadelphia police, they have some emergency management coming in, and then they've hired private security mm-hmm. to cover these shifts. But albeit the city admits that, in fact, all of the everybody that they brought in as the backup now will be working. They're short-staffed, and they're all working these 12-plus-hour shifts. Yeah, the backups, and the backups are never good, as good as the starters, right? Like a little sports analogy here. Does anybody want to see Marcus Mariota come out? No. No, stay on the bench. And if Jalen Hurts is like, you really want to go to the backup or are you going to pay me? You're going to pay me probably. We've talked a lot about the Montgomery County case, a guilty verdict for the man accused in the murder of a Montgomery County mom, Jennifer Brown. So now that case, uh, he was immediately sentenced to life behind bars in Bucks County in the suburbs of Bucks County, Pennsylvania. The SPCA has actually charged a man with two counts of aggravated cruelty to animals after two cats were shot 
one fatally shot. This is a follow-up to a story that we had talked about. They had put out a reward, and in fact, they received a tip in response to that reward offer. So they've now, officials have identified that suspect as uh, Shawan Lakins of Fairless Hills, Pennsylvania, as the suspected shooter. After receiving that tip, they investigated. They actually had uh, video footage depicting a man in a trench coat who appeared to be concealing something. And then officials say you can actually hear the sound of the possible gunshots before seeing a black and white cat run away from that scene. The white cat named Tootsie was shot and killed during this incident. This is somebody's pet. Oh, poor Tootsie. I know. Also, Tootsie. So, and, and the black cat named Jackie was also shot but survived, ran away. And that was the one that um, had the damaged eye. Shot the All cat right. right in the close range in the eye. Which led Joe Biden to say, where's Jackie? Stop. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so we've got that going. And that, you know, this has gone viral because it was, you know, I, there's something about with animals and cats and dogs and we report on this but they did get some tips and so they said that they put out the number anybody who ever suspects somebody abusing animals in bucks county or beyond you can always call they have cruelty tip lines and very strict laws against animal cruelty in pennsylvania that by the way have been tightened up going viral what everybody's talking about for sure is this new speed limit going into effect kelly drive Used to be 35 miles an hour. Nobody went 35. Well, now the speed limit is 25 miles an hour. No confirmation that they're going to, for example, they're saying police are not going to ticket you. Mm -hmm. It's a pilot program. They're seeing if it will make Kelly Drive safer. But will red light cameras be coming to, coming to Kelly Drive and Lincoln Drive? Um, excuse, yeah, Kelly Drive and Lincoln Drive. We know there are proposals. There's a push to do just that. Make Kelly Drive safe again. <laughs> I can see the hashtag now. We've talked a lot about theft, these armed robberies and this and armed burglaries. And this time of year, they're especially in the suburbs, whether it's uh, South Jersey, whether it's in our area and across the country. This time of year, those armed burglaries, because it's the holiday season, they know people might be traveling or they might have a lot of gifts and valuables in the home. As far as this goes, there's word that, in fact, federal agents raided a Philadelphia pawn shop in connection to this na- this national nationwide theft ring. So these boxes, federal agents going in and removing box upon box from a South Street pawn shop. And this was going on yesterday. Now, reportedly, the raid is part of a multi-million dollar retail theft ring that has stretched across the country. And these federal agents were actually with Homeland Security. And this is Society Hill Loan. That's a pawn shop that is, if you know this area, has been a fixture at 7th and South Streets. And it went through the afternoon, through the evening, as they were even, like, you know, using uh, power tools going through and then getting all of these boxes of stuff out of this huge, pawn, iconic pawn shop, if you will. The law enforcement sources are saying that the items stolen are stolen from areas of from Delaware, Pennsylvania, and beyond. Yeah, I actually read a story yesterday. I was on Fox Business's website uh, with the Fox Business Channel. Now they said remove the cost of these goods because of you know everything has gone up in price, not just in the last couple of years, but you know over the course of thirty, forty, fifty years. They said the the level of theft that is going on in this country right now 
is at a 52 year high. I mean, that, that's, that is, I, I, you know, in 2023, we're talking about going back, you know, probably to the late 60s, early 70s, where it wasn't, you know, the theft in this country. Uh, I, I think they were classifying it as, as retail theft, though. Well, but to your point, some of this is retail theft. And so the imagery is, oh, it's a tough economy and some people who need something at Rite Aid, they're just, they're just going in and taking what they need. And that was what people maybe had assumed. Yeah. What you garner from these authorities is that, in fact, these are theft rings. So they're taking advantage of what's happening in the nation with these, co- with these companies not prosecuting. Mm-hmm. And they're actually selling the stuff using pawn shops and other areas. They're selling the stuff on eBay. Yep. Yep. Facebook market. Right. All these other apps that have everything. And making a fortune. Yeah. All these digital yard sales, basically. So that would, why is it a federal charge? Right. Because it's, what's it called? Intrastate. Yep. Inter- because, Interstate commerce. Right. Because now you're putting it out there on the inter- uh, the internet. Mm-hmm. And so now these become federal crimes. And what do we know about the federal system? So that would circumvent a Larry Krasner type. Mm. So we need less Larry Krasner types. If you know what I mean. <laughs> and with in the federal system, once you go to a federal jail, you know, prison, there's no double time or gain time. Right. Because if they sentence you to whatever mandatory minimum of ten years, that's what you're going to serve yep. in any event. So I I just wanted to go through that one. Um, another story that is we have Phil, Philadelphia City Council always meets on Thursday, so I do want to mention this this medical issue of. And this is this is huge in the nation. So this is being watched nationally. Philadelphia City Council, how will they vote on this? Because we are a sanctuary city. And so the idea here is that if somebody who's in this country illegally and they are in a hospital and they're receiving care, very expensive, don't have insurance, the medical facility can actually then deport the individual, can can actually call their home country and and get them, you know, flown to their home country. Philadelphia City Council will vote today to decide, will they do that? Because they're saying the person's sick or perhaps unconscious, not able to speak for themselves. And so will Philadelphia City Council enforce the so-called sanctuary city where we all pay for their medical care. Mm. Always comes from our pockets, doesn't it? So that, yes, yeah, so that's an important one to watch. U.S. The Senate, by the way, passed an $886 billion defense policy bill, which could provide the largest raise for U.S. service members in more than 20 years. It's sweeping legislation authorizing a 5.2% pay raise for members of our United States military, and that includes better benefits. So I'm going to headline that one for you. And this big Tesla recall, Tesla, nearly all of, nearly all 2 million of its vehicles on United States roads, they're recalling this for an important autopilot update. Oh, so the car drives itself isn't safe, is it? Didn't I just say that last week when we talked about this? I said, there's no chance I will ever let a computer drive me. I will drive myself. I don't even like when other people drive me. I'm not letting artificial intelligence and robots drive me. You sound like you sound like our parents in the nineteen in the late nineteen eighties were like, I'm not gonna we're not gonna get it that internet's in our house. We don't need any of that technology here. Yeah, we'll we're have doing just fine. Like it. Exactly. Yeah. Nick Kale old man. Is an old he's an old soul. Yep. That's what that is, yeah. right? I enjoy sure. driving I enjoy driving my truck. I don't need the computer to shift it around for me. <laughs> well, this was uh, a nearly 1,000 crashes 
and and this is blamed. So now Tesla has agreed to this important software update. Man. So you bring it in, you get the updates. Boy, between X and uh, Tesla, Elon is uh, <laughs> ouch. Elon's not doing no. too well. No, he's not. Elon's not having a good stretch in the last uh, year and a half. I mm, would say. Interesting. Can I tell you something? He he's going to be just fine. Yeah. Well, if you just even have one billion dollars, I mean, come on. Yeah. Trying to find my Elon uh, must drop. I don't know where it went. <laughs> anyway. Well, we well you look for your Elon mustard drop yes we will think maybe maybe you need a joseph joseph anthony retreat spa and salon day so you can find that um they are our sponsor thank you joseph anthony retreat spa and salon really the secret to finishing your holiday shopping three locations glenn mills springfield center city ethelos hotel just visit in person or online joseph anthony.com where gift cards of course are always available joseph anthony.com the forecast today it's a chilly one we are at 30, we're still at 30 degrees, clear skies. This is the chilliest day of the week. The high just 42 degrees, but it won't feel like that with the wind chill. Bit breezy today. But that warm-up starts tomorrow. So really mid-50s tomorrow and Saturday, 54-ish, sunny skies. The warmth continues through Sunday morning. However, the change-up happens Sunday afternoon into evening with rain kind of rainy raw for your sunday afternoon evening but overall a beautiful friday saturday sunday and i will remind you we're going to be in old city tomorrow for the family's back the badge event the mummers are going to come by a lot of celebrities and we'll be there tomorrow afternoon it's going to be absolutely gorgeous to come out and please do come out second and market streets yeah and if you can't make it you can donate to gregstockersucks.com, gregstockersucks.com. All the money goes to the families behind the Badge Children's Foundation. I'm getting there tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Beautiful. Right and early. Me too. Dawn will be there at 6.30, and we'll be gone. No, I'm planning on 4. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Dawn, if you don't show up at 4 o'clock, here's what Elon Musk would tell you. Go yourself. <laughs> found the drop. Right. Woo, that's Kalen Company News Live. There we go. Alright, coming up next, Donald Trump, SCOTUS, and January 6th. Why March 4th is a pipe dream. We'll give you the details as we continue. Kalen Company, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. This holiday season, all your wishes are coming true on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. I've been saying all week, the Eagles are the favorites, so the money line is minus 196, which means you you bet $5, you only get 250 back. But, 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 you get $150 in bonus bets for you to do it with whatever you want to. Why is this sing- singing? <laughs> uh, that's $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. I love the FanDuel app. It's so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash Greg to sign up right now. FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 1210 WPHT and the NFL. 21 and over. President PA, first online, real money wager only, $5 Pre-game money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is not withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Kale and Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. This segment brought to you by Wawa. Whatever hoagie you prefer, Wawa hoagies are made just for you. Now you can get your favorite classic hoagie 
Just the way you like for only $6. Gotta have a Wawa. 855-839-1210. Cut sheet coming up in 25 minutes. A crazy story from the Boston mayor coming up in about 15 minutes. But let's get to what developed yesterday uh, on the Donald Trump front when it comes to January 6th and the Supreme Court of the United States. Um, this headline coming out yesterday, Supreme Court takes up January 6th case that may affect the Trump prosecution. Uh, this is a good breakdown from Axios. Uh, if you want to read this, as they will now, the Supreme Court of the United States will take up a case uh, from January 6th that could very well have an impact on Donald Trump. So, The Supreme Court on Wednesday has agreed to hear an appeal brought by a man that was charged with obstructing an official proceeding for participating in the January 6th Capitol riot. So why does this matter for Donald Trump? Well, the case before the high court has implications for Trump, who has received the same charge in his 2020 election interference case. The court's decision to weigh in on the matter could threaten the March 4th start date for Trump's election interference trial, as it may take months for the justices to hear oral arguments and issue a ruling on the case. How the court rules could also upend cases for hundreds of other January 6th defendants. So if you kind of forgot a few of the names, Axios brings up this appeal from Joseph Fisher, who is a patrolman, from the North Cornwall Township Police Department. Now, he was charged with obstructing an official proceeding for entering the Capitol on the day that Congress met to certify Biden's victory in the 2020 election. Fisher was also charged with assaulting, resisting, or impeding officers, entering a restricted building without authority, violent entry, and disorderly conduct on Capitol ground. Two other January 6th defendants were charged with obstructing an official proceeding brought similar legal challenges over this charge. Now, a couple of other things that matter here. The big picture, as Axios lays this out, more than 300 people have been charged with obstructing an official proceeding for January 6th. Now, it's unclear if Clarence uh, Clarence Thomas, Supreme Court Justice, will recuse himself from this case. He has done so with other January 6th cases. And why it matters is this would be the first time that the high court would have weighed in on part of the legal proceedings involving the former president and the Republican presidential frontrunner. So if you think about this, and just to kind of boil it down to simplistic terms, you have the Democrats who claim to be the party that are so concerned with the sanctity of our democratic process, right? Democracy is at stake here. Yet here they are trying to rush through the legal process. They're trying to speed it up and expedite it so they can put their chief political rival in prison, convict them of a felony before an election, and boost their chances of winning re-election. Now, think about where we are right now with the calendar. It's December 14th. Nothing's happening for the next 17 or 18 days. Everybody's checked out. Everybody's mailed it in. They won't get back in there until at least January 2nd, which I believe is a Tuesday after the new year. Do we really think that this case is going to start on March 4th? I mean, think about just from a jury selection process. I I do. You do? I think it's uh, maybe not March 4th, Okay, but I think at the latest, April. At the latest, April. But the the judge in the case in 
the case already said, based on the fact that that SCOTUS took it, mm-hmm. the judge has said that they're going to everything's off. And I don't know right. that Jack Smith really expected that the prosecutor. So the judge has said, let's just wait for SCOTUS. So SCOTUS. And they might wipe out two of these four cases here that are going to rise up to the Supreme Court. So if they wipe those out, that's a big boost to Trump, because if the common folk is getting this tossed out, so to speak, Mm -hmm. again, it's the same exact charge for Trump. So now, look, as far as jury selection goes, I don't think it's going to be very favorable for him in Washington, D.C., of all places. I think the Mar-a-Lago case with classified documents, when we talk about venue, is far more favorable for Trump because Florida, you're, you're, you're more likely to find more Trump supporters amongst your peers in Florida than you probably are Washington, D.C. I just can't see March 4th. I mean, they're going to get all of this done in six weeks. And think about how slow this process typically goes, paperwork and appeals. The court process is very, very slow. I mean, Greg, you're saying April I really believe that they're going to do everything that they possibly can to get this through as fast as they can. They do not want they do not want to push this into uh the summer or what I, the, Do you mean the don't. Supreme Court? Or no, who, I, who do you mean by they? You're talking you're talking about Jack Smith and Merrick Garland? Yes. Yeah. Well, Jack Smith has no choice at, at this point because Jack Smith's the judge in that case, that's what I'm saying is yeah. saying everything relies on SCOTUS. So SCOTUS has, the Supreme Court said they will agree to expedite it, but what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Even expedited. And so you, nothing's going to happen. It's all frozen until the Supreme Court rules on this right. thing. And you're, you're referring to, as far as the pause, what Chutkin said. Here, here is the statement from Trump's campaign on the pause of the uh, D.C. January 6th case. Trump's team putting out a uh, official release yesterday. Judge Chutkin has granted President Trump's motion to stay proceedings pending the resolution of the appeal on President Trump's immunity for doing his job as president and protecting our elections from fraud and abuse. This is a big win for President Trump and our rule of law as he derails Jack Smith's rush to... They threw in the word deranged, so I think so Trump probably had some editorial control over this post, even though it's coming technically from his team. Uh, as it derails deranged Jack Smith's rush to judgment strategy of interfering in the 2024 presidential election in support of Joe Biden's campaign. They waited almost three years to bring this hoax case and are now desperately trying and failing to rush it because they know President Trump is dominating the election. The Constitution should not be suspended in a baseless prosecution against the leading candidate for president. This stay stops the trial itself and all discovery obligations. So that's why I think that you're going to see such a delay, because if you're going to stop and pause everything like discovery and all this pre-trial buildup, it's like everything just kind of gets shoved down the road here calendar-wise, which is why I'm thinking... uh, I'll go a little bit further than Greg on... I think this maybe, you know, May or June, which then we start to get to those summer months, and that's where this really gets dicey. Because now we're coming down the stretch of a you know an election and a, and a campaign season. So um, that's his uh, statement yesterday on truth. All of this stems from the lower court judges. This is the Supreme Court is going to look at this because remember, and we talked about this back when it happened. The lower court judge dismissed the obstruction charge um, because. U.S. District Judge Carl Nichols found that prosecutors stretched the law beyond its scope 
to inappropriately apply it to these cases. So the judge ruling the defendant, what are they looking at? The defendant had to take some action with respect to a document, a record, or another object to obstruct an official proceeding under law. Mm-hmm. So that's the specific, the the spe- what they're looking at specifically as far as the three defendants. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, those remember Zachary Rail from here from the Northeast in Philadelphia. That was one of the charges against him. Mm-hmm. So then it's not just Trump; it's it's all of these different individuals. So I guess then would they all appeal everything because they were, I mean, Zachary Rell was, you know, he's decades behind bars. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it plays out. Um, if precedent, uh, also keep in mind too, this is the s- same Supreme Court of the United States that kicked Roe v. Wade back down to the states. And now something like this politically rising up to the court of last resort. I don't think that the Supreme Court wants to deal with this type of stuff. <laughs> So, I mean, I could see, uh, as we talk about this Mr. Fisher's case, I, I could see them just completely ripping this up and tossing it out, and then Jack Smith is back to, to square one. So we'll see. Uh, Judge Tanya Chutkin uh, granting that yesterday uh, with the pause. Nick, look at what else the Supreme Court decided yesterday. They're going to hear the case on access to the abortion pill and its approval process and the whole in-the-mail thing. Mm-hmm. So next, we're going to be rocking. It'll be like a roller coaster yep. next spring to summer with these SCOTUS rulings. Yep. And then the impact on it heading, you know, as as the heat of the campaigns mm-hmm. are going to be in full swing. 855-839-1210 is the phone number. Coming up next, oh, this is an unbelievable story. The Boston mayor, Michelle Wu, maybe she should fire her secretary. The details on the way, but right now, let me tell you about my friends at Wawa. Maybe you're going to end up firing your secretary if she doesn't get the Wawa gift cards that you requested for all the staff members. That's right. You can get one of two options. You could do it the old-fashioned way, go to the store, or you could do it digitally. Let's start digitally, shall we? Just visit Wawa.com. Pick one of the festive card designs. Enter your card amount and write a message. You can choose to have your Wawa gift card show up in their inbox instantly or schedule it to arrive at just the right moment. Or you can stop on out to your favorite Wawa retail location, swing on up to the counter, get the gift card right there as you check out for the favorite Wawa fan in your life. And also they've got other brands like Amazon and Roblox. Grab one for your boss, your favorite aunt, your favorite uncle, and make anybody's season bright in one Wawa run. Happy holidays from Wawa, your one-stop gift card shop. See store for details. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Thursday morning. Hopefully all of you having a great start to your day. Nick, Don, and Greg. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us on YouTube. And you want you probably want to get to YouTube right about now because we do have some graphics to post. For this story that we are about to give you, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. I would imagine if a mayor of Boston, Philadelphia, New York, really any mayor and that mayor's office put out a holiday invite that invited only elected officials that are white, uh, that they would probably end up having a lot of egg on their face. But that's not the case here, because the mayor of Boston is Michelle Wu, and uh, she's a Democrat. I don't know if she's part of the uh, progressive faction or if she's just more of your 
classic Democrat. My guess is she's probably super, super woke and a progressive, but she's the Democratic mayor of Boston, and she is hosting a secret holiday party this week, but there's a catch. No white elected officials are permitted to this holiday party. However, her secretary accidentally sent out the invite to all of the counselors in Boston, which presumably there are some white ones on the board, and they are not just to the electeds of color, quote, in this release. The aide puts out this email and then has to put up a follow-up email 15 minutes later apologizing for the invite, (laughs) clarifying that only people of color are invited. I don't know. It sounds a little racist to me. She asked the white council members to please not attend. No white people here, just minorities, folks. It's amazing. So let me read you the invite. You can see it. It's up on YouTube right now. It comes uh, from Denise Dos Santos and her email signature at the bottom. She uses three pronouns. She slash her slash hers. Now, it's H-E-R-S, not like H-E-R-R-S, like the potato chip company. Oh, yeah, yeah. By the way, hers, sour cream potato chips, the best. Uh, salt and vinegar. You like I, salt and vinegar? Salt and, and vinegar. And I'll fight you. Agreed. I like salt and vinegar. I'll go sour cream. Okay. Uh, honorable members, on behalf of Mayor Michelle Wu, I cordially invite you and a guest to the Electeds of Color holiday party on Wednesday, December 13th at 5.30 p.m. at the Parkman House. 33 Beacon Street. Please let me know if you plan to attend and if you have any dietary restrictions. Bess, Denise Dos Santos, she slash her slash hers. So people got wind of this. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, apparently uh, they had to issue an apology 15 minutes later as uh, she says the following. I wanted to apologize for my previous email regarding a holiday party for tomorrow. Dos Santos wrote, according to the Boston Herald, I did send that to everyone by accident, and I apologize if my email may have offended or came across as so. Sorry for any confusion this may have caused. That's amazing. Wait, so she's apologizing, saying now everybody's invited? I don't know if everybody's invited. This doesn't, <gasps> this doesn't sound very um, inclusive, in my opinion. Wait, so she's apologizing that white people got it. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. Wow. Yep. <laughs> Michelle Wu. You know, I'm at the point now where it's like, so it's we we have basically created a a precedent here that it is okay to be racist. It is okay to discriminate against, you know, white people. But if this was any other demographic, yeah, I mean, CNN would have gone to an eight pan Van Van Jones and Abby Phillip would have their heads would have exploded on live television, and they would have had (laughs) wall to wall coverage on this. Could you imagine this Republican mayor? How dare him exclude Hispanics and Asians and people that are gay or lesbian or trans? Only white people can attend the holiday party. This actually goes back to our holiday party conversation we had yesterday, where uh, studies show that it's um. It's it's probably best for your mental health to say no to holiday yeah. parties because most I, people don't care if you don't show up anyway. I would actually love it if somebody around here held a a person of color holiday party only so I didn't have to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is is electeds is that really a thing? Electeds? Yeah. Electeds. That's yeah. the way it's phrased in okay. this um, in this I, email. Yeah. I've never heard that. Yeah. I'm that just blown, I'm just blown away by the need for three pronouns in your email signature. Yeah. 
That's wow. that's what you have an issue with. <laughs> I've, got, I've got an issue actually with all of it from yeah. top to bottom. Yeah. But I keep looking down at that because I love these email signatures. They're getting bigger and bigger by the year. If you work in corporate America or you work for a company that provides like an email server and you get like a company email address, like people now have like their entire Wikipedia page as their yeah. stinking email signature. Like, just give me your name and your phone number. I don't need your pronouns, uh, your website, your address, what floor you work on. My God almighty. Anyway, that's not, that's number one. Let me get to this story as well. Speaking of craziness in the world of woke, um, the ex Facebook diversity manager, I love this, pleads guilty to bilking $4 million from the company in a kickback scheme. Mm. That according to, Federal authorities and the Justice Department confirming uh, this story in the New York Post. A former Facebook diversity program manager play, uh, pleaded guilty to scamming the social media giant out of more than four million dollars through a scheme in which she faked business deals in exchange for kickbacks. The Justice Department said Barbara Furlow Smiles. I'm guessing she's not smiling today. See what I did there? Who served as the lead strategist and global head of employee resource groups and diversity engagement at Facebook. Real fancy HR title for somebody that does a whole bunch of nothing. Uh, used the stolen funds to live an extravagant lifestyle that spanned from California to Georgia, prosecutors have said. From approximately January of 2017 to September of 2021, Furlow Smiles led the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion program at Facebook. So she was the uh, the head of the DEI program at Facebook and was responsible for developing and executing DEI initiatives. My sister's probably smiling today. She has to sit through these little slide show, slide show presentations. Um, she was in charge of the initiatives, the operations, and the engagement programs, according to the DOJ. The Fed said furlough smiles who had access to company credit cards and the ability to approve invoices as part of her role at the company caused Facebook to pay numerous individuals, including her friends and relatives, quote, for goods and services that were never provided to the company those individuals would later funnel kickbacks to furlough smiles who lined her pockets to the tune of almost four million dollars in just under four years time yeah i love this so we have a dei hire who is now the head of dei for facebook and she's probably being paid a pretty penny i would venture to say that's a, that's a six-figure position the head of diversity, equity, and inclusion for Facebook. And uh, she decides that that's not good enough. So she's going to run basically a scam, a, a nice little scheme here to further line her pockets. Maybe the most surprising part of all of this is that the, the Biden Department of Justice decided to actually prosecute this individual, track her down, track everything as she basically went from California to Georgia and everywhere in between and make all sorts of money through friends and friends and family and basically create a market that never really existed for goods and services. Be interesting to see what type of prison time this lady is facing. So uh, very interesting that um, <laughs> we got to hear about all this DEI nonsense. And so you're basically Facebook has created jobs, right? Like when when all of these companies adhere to. BlackRock and what Larry Fink wants and all of these ESG, social credit scores, CEI, you create all these new positions. These people get fancy titles. They get a nice salary. 
and they basically are out there to hire the least qualified people for the sake of optics for the company, and then they commit theft along the way. Very classy individual. Nice work out of uh, Barbara Furlow Smiles, not to be confused with our Boston mayor secretary who goes by she slash her slash hers, H-E-R-S, only one R in there. All right, so there you go. 7.45, Thursday morning. Oh, we have a good one for you this morning, folks. It is time for What's on the Cut Sheet. What's on the Cut Sheet? What's on the Cut Sheet on this Thursday is brought to you by our good friends at Cherry Hill Volvo. Now is a great time to go because they need to clear their lot. They're undergoing a state-of-the-art renovation and need to make room for construction vehicles. Take advantage of incredible sales and lease options right now. Go there today. Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Don't forget to tell them you heard about them on 1210 WPHT. Okay. Um, these are. This is one of the day days that I wish that we were... Um, we were not governed by the FCC. Because <laughs> I might have the greatest piece of audio ever. Um... Are you guys familiar with Balin Dupree? Dawn, are you familiar with Balin Dupree? Balin Dupree. Yeah. She's no. she's a 20-year-old influencer. Mm. However, she's uh, she has Tourette's. Okay. So she's a Tourette's influencer on TikTok. Okay. I didn't know that that was a thing. There's a market for everything these days. So Chris Cuomo decided to interview her on Tuesday night. What's What's fascinating about this... Is that her her Tourette's is she curses all the time. She can't stop it. She flips the bird. <laughs> she says the F word every other fish. I like her already. She Remember literally- this is the Larry David episode. Yes. yes. <laughs> so apparently she's doing, look, she's doing this for a good cause. She's going on TikTok and trying to bring awareness to this neurological disorder. Yep. Um, and help people understand uh, since it's, you know, a very complex condition. Yeah. But what's interesting about this is that Chris Cuomo interviewed her on News Nation. First of all, like, is Chris Cuomo becoming Howard Stern? Like, first of all, I think this is amazing television. So, hat tip to Chris Cuomo for doing this. Mm-hmm. Get over to uh, YouTube if you want to see this video. YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHD because she, she flips the bird a few times and obviously you can't hear that. But you can see it if you're watching. YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHD. Um, this goes off the rails really quickly, mm-hmm. as you can imagine. Um, here we go. Cut 14, guys. Go. Much for coming on. And what do you hope you can do by taking the risks that you take so people can understand what you're dealing with? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you mind repeating the question? Why do you what do you want people to learn? Um, I want people to learn that um, Tourette's is neuro- is a neurological involuntary motor and vocal disorder. <laughs> um, I don't tick 24-7, and there's a lot of... <laughs> Even Chris Cuomo can help, but... <laughs> Chris, there's a lot of things that people don't understand. Like, people think that cussing is an is with everyone who has Tourette's syndrome, but it's only in 10% of people with Tourette's. Wow. And how has it been as you've gotten more famous? Do you believe that people are... First of all, I'm going to stop it right there. Yep. (laughs) Can she host the next debate? Well, she... (laughs) 
She she is essentially saying what I think most Americans would love to say to Chris Cuomo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> F you. Like I'm not laughing at her yeah. for Tourette's. I love the fact that she is saying what I, involuntarily what I would voluntarily say look, to Chris Cuomo. Look, this is yes, obviously this is a horrible disorder, yeah. but like she's making the best of it, and you cannot. You cannot not laugh at this. Chris Cuomo is trying not to laugh at this. Yes. I mean, because it's not like she's saying F somebody else. She's literally saying F you to the guy interviewing her. (laughs) Well, no, I think that's the this. This is a real thing. Oh, I know. It's awful. I mean, kids that grow up with Tourette's in school that get bullied is just just a terrible, terrible thing. But it's great that she's actually and I know she can't control it. But the fact that she's she's not saying like. F Joe Biden. She's saying F Chris Cuomo on Chris Cuomo's program, which as somebody that couldn't stand that guy during the pandemic on CNN, I'm, I'm fist pumping for her. Um, Eartho on YouTube uh, says, I'm doing this today on my appointments. Oh, stop. <laughs> Every time I... The next curse. time I go to a doctor, I'm yeah. going to say F Chris Cuomo. <laughs> that should be the new Republican rallying cry. Instead of let's go Brandon, F Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, it's F. Chris Cuomo. It's amazing. And what I looked up what causes it. Yep. It's, it can be inherited. Yep. Yeah. Or it happens, something happens during the development in the womb. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. I, I actually knew a kid um, when I was in middle school that had it, and he didn't have it. I don't think, near, and I've only heard her now for like 12 seconds here, but um, he didn't have it as bad, but it's... It's, I mean, it's an involuntary reflex. I Ever, mean, you just can't uh, control it. Didn't Didn't Amy Poehler play a character like this in Deuce Bigelow? <laughs> she did. Amy That's Poehler, a sin. Amy Poehler. <laughs> okay. All right. We continue here. Understanding better, or are they dopes like me who think you're acting? Oh. I say it's, I say it's the same. <laughs> I think there's a lot more people that don't understand what Tourette's is and, um, they like to educate themselves more. So I get That's thousands of DMs from parents, from teachers, from girls that have been diagnosed with Tourette's and they've had to be kicked out of school for attention seeking because they rip up, they rip up their homework or do things like that. I've had parents reach out to me asking me, oh, my son's coming home with a girlfriend and his girlfriend has Tourette's syndrome. So, and then I also get very evil people that would comment and say, like, Chris, little baby, what are your own biscuit? That have told me that my parents deserved to die in a car accident because I'm faking my condition. Or people have told me that, like, I've had to have the police at my house because people gave out my location and said they're going to come torch my house. Like, it's crazy. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Clinically, people suck, and they're mean, and they're stupid, and they try to make themselves feel better by going after others. And you are the antidote, my young friend, because you have my kids. You have my kids. <laughs> Look at the bird. Yeah, she's in your lines. She, she, she so that the it's bird. almost become cool, and not because you know it's raunchy. It's because you're being real and you're living your truth, and they love it. They love the bravery of it. And so do I. And I love how you've changed your mission. You were at university. COVID was tough for you, tougher than for most, right? Really blew up your symptoms. And now you want to be a physical therapist because exercise helps you 
and you believe it's a way that you can help others. A personal trainer, right? Yes. So I go to the gym five days a week and I go to a workout class, um, splitting it throughout the week. Um, I love exercise. My boyfriend got me into it. Um, I've been doing it for about a year now. Um, I love it. It's my it's my release. Um, I obviously go to the gym and I wear headphones, and that's also a very big factor in how <laughs> Colin. Um, yeah, I agree. F college. The hell with college. In my journey was starting out with him. <laughs> well. I love seeing him in the videos. You guys have a great bond. I love everything about your family, and I love the story you're telling to people what and up? living your truth. You're and done. My kids. You're done. My, you know what? I am done. I got to go to phone calls because they're blowing up with support for you. Yeah, it's not blowing up. You don't have any listeners. You don't have any viewers. Everybody who wants to say great things to you. Balin Dupree, thank it's you amazing. for what you're doing. Yep. This is, this is, thank you for coming on the yep. show. That was an amazing interview <laughs> honestly i i, I want to yeah. know so much about this so she already treats her boyfriend better in instagram videos than aoc does <laughs> that's the first observation good for her for yeah. like look you know you have this affliction it's horrendous yeah. go on you know make make the best of it she's raising money on tiktok for research for tourette syndrome it's great meanwhile we have um doug emholf's daughter uh kamala's <laughs> da uh, daughter-in-law yeah. or adopted bonus daughter whatever going on tiktok raising money for gaza Yep. Well, it's Emhoff's daughter. It's he married Kamala what five yeah. years ago. So it's uh, yeah, Kamala. Com yeah, Kamala. His bonus daughter, right? Or her bonus? Her bonus daughter. daughter her yeah. stepdaughter. Yeah, she's a dope. But what a sweetheart! Yes, and it, you know Cuomo's going to get ripped now because I don't I, know. I thought he no, had, yeah. I, I thought he's yeah. He oh, did a great job. Like I he's very endearing. You, you're telling me him laughing is just is how everybody's reaction is, and she yeah. knows that because it, it's funny. Yeah, have you seen social media? Yeah. If that if Cuomo's if News Nation posted that clip or Cuomo posted that clip, you know there will be people in his mentions and replies. You are how dare you try to get a laughing moment out of somebody that deals with this on a daily basis? You know those people are out there. I wouldn't be surprised if there's somebody calling for the cancellation of Chris Cuomo. Hmm. Oh, for trying to exploit it? Yes. Because you said, when did Chris Cuomo become uh, Howard Stern? Howard Stern, exactly. Because there's going to be some some angry individual out there with an egg for an avatar with seven followers that starts <laughs> tweeting into the abyss. I don't know. Overall, I think that it, that interview did him well because he obviously found her by because he has teenage and college age kids, right? Mm. So he mentioned his kids, and no, I think he comes off. Fantastic. He found, probably found yeah. it because he has 17 producers that work for him. Robert mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Robert Schwartz, right? I hate this guy, but he did a good job. He did. Yeah, it wasn't a terrible job. I, I'm, not, I'm not offended by anything. I just... But you know somebody out look, there is. Look, guys. We're in the radio business. He's in the television mm -hmm. business. It's good TV. It's oh, good I radio. agree. It's good radio. I, I mean, agree. You know, I'm just saying. And she knows that, by the way. She's, you know... Uh, Her second middle finger was great, by the way. That was, <laughs> I mean, she got that thing up there, too, man. <laughs> yeah, if you want to see the video, go... <laughs> Go over to YouTube and uh, F Chris rewind it. <laughs> and then F College as well. Well, you know. <laughs> uh, all right. So yesterday we played the video of LeBron James at his son Bronny's uh, high, uh, college basketball game. Mm -hmm. And uh, the debate was whether he disrespected the national anthem by sitting and standing up and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, we had a very spirited debate here yesterday. Well, uh, UFC great Colby Covington was having none of it. 
because he said this in a press conference yesterday about it. This is cut 15, guys, go. If you hate America so much and you don't like this country that gave you a billion dollars, leave it or come deal with me. You go to China, go to, go to these sweatshops that you employ all these laborers and use these women and pay them pennies on the dollar to make your millions. <laughs> you, LeDrum James, you're a coward, you're a spineless coward, and you're a Wow. Wow. LeDrum James. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're going to call him out, at least get his name right. I hope that jacket he was wearing wasn't made in China. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to know what type of endorsement deals he has and who makes his apparel. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of, that's been my stance on LeBron James for a long time is uh, this is a guy who meddles in social justice stuff and politics and then is totally mum when people ask him about shutting up and dribbling for Chairman Xi and uh, China and all of his gear. That's See, that's the thing. We all know that you know the nba is in bed with china and all of these athletic companies nike reebok under armor adidas they all they all make their apparel in sweatshops we're, we're all aware of that but when you speak up on certain see this is the thing if you're an athlete you either go fully into politics or you stay the hell out of politics you don't get to selectively choose a la carte when you want to play the uh, higher than now card and he's done that multiple times and then when he has been asked about uh, you know, his Nike shoes costing $275 and they're made by somebody making eight cents an hour. He does not offer a comment. So that that's why people call him out. That's why I think LeBron's a fraud. I just didn't think what yet what happened yesterday with the USC thing where he came in, sat and then stood up. That's why I thought it was a nothing burger. But I understand Dawn's point of like he hasn't LeBron has put himself in this position where he doesn't have the benefit of the doubt anymore. Yeah. Well, the only thing I was going by was that some people were saying, well, he did ultimately stand. And when you, and it's hard because they cut off the video. But if you look at that and you played it yesterday, ultimately when he stands, there are people in front of the camera. But it looks to me like even when he stood up again after he came in during the anthem, Mm -hmm. which is disrespectful, he's facing the other way uh, with his back to the flag. So to me... Now, he, he's somebody who has been vocal about this issue. And I also, as a parent, will say this. You know, he's a famous parent. He knows that when he comes in, there's going to be a ruckus. People are turning and videoing him. Wasn't the night about his son, Bronny, who's after yes. a heart defect, was it, returning to play? It was, but he can't. I mean, he's the most famous athlete have, in the world. He, he can't go anywhere sit, without, okay. you know what I mean? So right? there's not an upper box or there's not somewhere else you could. You Look, have to I'm not come defend- in during the anthem and it's I, all about you. I'm not defending LeBron James. I I, I detest LeBron James. Honestly, I do. I don't detest him. I, 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 just I don't. Think, I just think that there's a lot to rip. LeBron James on, and that ain't one of it. Well, here's why he gets no benefit of the doubt from a lot of people. Is I just I just checked this out real quick on Google. Um, did LeBron kneel? And I see a story here from CNN dated July 30th of 2020. So it was the summer of the uh, the BLM riots. And if I recall, that was the year when sports got shut down that spring and summer, and the NBA did that playoff format in a bubble. Remember they oh, went yeah. to Florida and yep. they kept family and there was no crowds? Mm-hmm. It says NBA star LeBron James, along with every player on the Los Angeles Lakers and Clippers, take a knee during the national anthem. So he Kaepernicked it, yeah. is what he did. So to Dawn's credit, and, and to anybody that has that opinion from what they saw at USC, this is a guy now that actually has a history of being disrespectful to the anthem. Uh, one more sports thing, and then we we have um we have all the Hunter Biden stuff. Yeah, let's get it back too. to the Bidens. Um, 
Are you following this thing that happened the other day with uh, the other night with uh, Draymond Green slapping? How do you say it? Yusuf Nurch? Y- Yusuf uh, Yusuf Nurkic. Um, so he slapped a white player in the face. Yeah. So after uh, after the game, they had a panel discussing it, and former NBA star uh, Gilbert Arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, is calling for more violence against white players. Oh, great. He says, taking care of these Europeans one at a time. Do your thing. And his co-hosts all agreed. This is Cut 19, guys. Go. So, look, the Go Bear choke was questionable but defensible because Dre was coming to protect Clay. Uh, This latest incident left many people scratching their heads. So just what do y'all think about the situation? (laughs) How do you you (laughs) react to this video? Hey man, listen. <laughs> I know what Dre doing. He's taking care of these Euros one at a time. Dre, I can't drink. They the media is trying to push these Euros on us, baby. And you choking and slapping them back. I get it, baby. Do your thing. He only did it to two. Yeah, he got he got about six, seven more. Oh, boy. Gilbert Arenas is a clown if you don't know about him and his <laughs> I history. I don't know about him. No. Uh, yeah, he's had all sorts of mental health issues. He had a gun issue. He's, he's a total nut job wild card as well. But this is now a trend with this Yusuf Nurkic guy. Remember, we were having the debate here in Philadelphia last year, Joel Embiid versus Nurkic for the MVP. Um, and I believe there was something along the lines of there was some left-wing woke sports writer uh, talking about Nurkic is going to win it because he's white. Um, you know, Gilbert Arena sitting here saying take take care. Of, he didn't say take care of white people one by one. He said take care of Europeans. Europeans. Yeah, but this guy is such a great basketball player, and the basketball community at large, whether it's the players in the league or the writers and the MVP voters, I really do feel like they have an issue with the fact that perhaps the best player in the league is not African American, and he has gone through this now for like over a year. I honestly, and I don't think I'm overreacting when I say this. The, the NBA is a league. The commissioner needs to come out and, and make some sort of statement about this because it's kind of ridiculous. He plays in Denver. He doesn't get a ton of coverage because Denver's not a glitzy media market. But if he was in Philly or L.A. or New York, he would get more attention. And because he's European, he's kind of like back page material. Yeah. He doesn't speak a lot. I don't know if he speaks English or not, but it, he doesn't get the attention that some of the elite players in the NBA that are Americans do. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous, honestly. I feel bad for the guy. He's, he's taking a lot of shots from people for, for, for no reason. He doesn't have a track record of being a jackass or anything like that. He just goes out and plays basketball, and he's great at what he does. But isn't it, you know, if they were to just take out European and put in, oh, yeah. what if somebody was saying this about uh, Cameroon players and Joel Embiid mm. oh, exactly. or African players yes. or Australian. Yeah. Like, Do your thing. Slap more of them. Yeah. 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 Can you imagine? It's, no. It's, I think, um, uh, hold on, what is this? Yeah, Gilbert Arenas was just invited to the Boston mayor party. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I saw this floating around on the internet yesterday, and I had to pull it because it's such a, it just shows you how far we've come and not in a good way. Um, this is a, uh, John F. Kennedy speech from 1962. I only pulled 10 seconds of it, or 30 seconds of it, so don't, yeah. Um, where he calls out kids for being fat. Yeah, and soft. And, and I just, I saw this and I was just like, can you imagine, yep. can you imagine if the 
if a president of the United States did this today, uh, it's just it's so telling from from you know how far we've come. Mm-hmm. This is cut twenty, uh, JFK from nineteen sixty two. Go. There is nothing uh, I think uh, more unfortunate than to have a soft, chubby, fat-looking children <laughs> who go to uh, watch uh, their school play basketball every Saturday and regard that as their week's exercise. <laughs> I hope that all of you will join and everybody in the United States to make sure that our children participate fully in a vigorous and adventurous life which is possible for them in this very rich country of ours. Wow. Wow. Six, six decades ago, JFK was ahead of his time. Maybe that's why they took him out. Can you imagine if we had people speaking like that now? No. We, like, no, we need people speaking like that now. That's the point. We do. Get out and exercise your fat kids. Yeah, get, tell your little chubby son to put the stinking iPad down. Get out on the swing set. Go out on the playground. Scuff a knee. Bust open your elbow. Run around. Sweat. Get some dirt in your eyes. Get so, off! Get off of YouTube. So, just a little uh, facts, you know, fact checking about when he delivered this speech in 1962. At the time he delivered the speech, four percent of the U.S. children were obese, and another five percent were overweight. Today, nineteen percent of children are obese, and a, and an additional sixteen point six percent are overweight. Because uh, all we do is give our kids sugar and give them an iPad. JFK wanted schools to adopt mandatory and strict physical fitness programs to prevent childhood obesity. And softness. I, wow. I, you know, I, wow. I, I, I hate to be like, well, back in my day. But, you know, when I was a kid, so I was born in 84. I, I started playing with my neighborhood friends. We, like, we would play sports all summer long. Not in a league, but just in our neighborhood. We had like this little baseball backyard we created. Uh, one of the neighborhood dads put up like a backstop with a scoreboard. And it was, in, and I swear to God, it was in a little cornfield. Mm-hmm. And he, the cornfield was cut down. And we played like for that, those summers of, I would say this would be, Probably 92, 93, probably all the way up to about 95, 96 until I started getting involved in like uh, middle school and junior high school sports. We would go out in the summer at 8.39 o'clock in the morning after breakfast and I'd go home at lunch, eat a sandwich, and we would be back out until dinner. Mm -hmm. And then we would go back out and play like block chase at night until 7.45, 8 o'clock. And we were basically out and active for 12 straight hours. Until my buddy's mom, I'll never forget her, her name was Carol Corona, she would go out on the deck of t- my buddy Todd's backyard, and she had the most high-pitched voice. She sounded like, um, uh, you remember the mom from Bobby's World? You know when Dawn does the, uh, gee golly, don't you know thing? Yeah. She would yell, Todd, it's time to come home! And then we knew Block Chase was over. Oh, you called it Block Chase? We called it Block Chase. We yeah. used to call it Gang Catch Gang. Oh, is that what you called it? Yeah. Well, that sounds a bit racist. <laughs> Yeah, but like nowadays, it's like, what are you doing with your kid? Oh, he's been on the couch while TikToking, Instagramming, and YouTubing, playing we, Roblox. We need to get we need to get back to more of this. We need to get back to more of our leaders saying stuff like this. Honest yes, to God, I agree. Honest to God, if Trump if Trump says it, they would indict him again. Trump would be the only one that would say. It. I know, and he should say it. So they all should say it. Yeah, agreed. So you said what? Four percent to nineteen percent is yep. the rate. Yep. Wow. One in every five children are obese. Since 1962. It's crazy. Um, Processed foods, too. Yep. James Dunn writes, enough sports! Mm, Yeah, okay. It wasn't a... Has Roger or Paul checked in? Have I talked too much today? Let's just open up the floodgate. (sighs) Nick Hale's mime show. I love, I love the, I love the reaction. I do. I just, I just, I eat it up. How did people do radio shows back in the day before there was... 
YouTubes and social medias and text lines. They just they just knew. They you just know took phone I mean? calls. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now it's all like people can reach us on YouTube, on Twitter. Yeah. So it doesn't uh, it doesn't matter. All right. Um, the Hunter Biden situation. Um, Jonathan Turley was on with Laura Ingram last night and discussing uh, about. Hunter saying that his father is not financially involved. And this was Turley's reaction to that statement. Cut 16 guys go. What is we're seeing this shifting rhetoric, even from the president himself. He stated during the campaign uh, that he had no knowledge, no involvement with these uh, business deals or these associates of his son. That appears to be demonstrably false. I mean, we, we now know that even Hunter's associates said it was nonsense. Hunter himself said his father had knowledge. Uh, but you have the president sort of caught in the amber of this scandal, and he can't now deny what he told the public over and over again. Well, financially involved could mean in his interpretation, right, that, oh, my father's not running these businesses, right? He's not directing their moves vis-a-vis the United States. Um, yeah. that, again, no, it, that phrasing is very amorphous. Well, it's not just amorphous, it's irrelevant. You know, the Democrats have been stating that uh, there's no evidence that the president benefited from these payments. That's nonsense. I mean, there are federal cases on bribery and other crimes where the courts have said that payments to family members uh, do constitute benefits legally for those actual criminal charges. And it also applies in impeachment. I represented the last judge impeached by Congress. He was charged uh, with gifts that went to his family. So all of that is just nonsense. The question that we're really looking at going forward is what did the president know and what was his involvement with this influence peddling. There's even Democrats in the media now accept that this was a massive influence peddling operation. They're just arguing that the president really didn't know about it. Well, how do you know? I mean, that's the point of an inquiry. Well, Professor... um But we have all the the clips and the context of the WhatsApp messages. We know the Bidens were beneficiaries of this because why would you create shell companies if you were not receiving some of these financial compensations? And the Bidens can sit there and characterize it as these were loan repayments. I've never heard of anybody creating a shell company to pay back a loan. Have you? Seems odd to me. It does. And then, of course, never forget, too, that when Joe says he wasn't involved... Remember, there's the message where, where Joe was essentially demanding and threatening to have that prosecutor be removed it, from that case. It's the, uh, and I hate to use this because I know a lot of people have used it already, but it, it, it is very Clinton-esque where you're parsing words. It depends on what the definition of is, is because he, you know, in the Monica Lewinsky thing, he, he kind of sidestepped that by saying, well, I wasn't being untruthful because mm-hmm. I said I did not have sex with that yeah. woman. Well, I technically yeah. didn't have sex with her. Yeah. They love to muddy the waters of interpretation. This is really the same thing that's going on at Harvard where they're sitting there and all these Ivy League elites are saying, well, you got to understand the context. Now, don't insult me. Oh, my God. I'm oh not, my lord! I'm sorry. Oh my, I swear I've never my, done that. Oh in my lord! Seventeen. Years. Oh my god! That slipped out. All right. Yeah, I meant to okay. use the other word. Oh my god! Right, just let's keep moving. That's, We're talking about trucking uh, yeah. today. Jesus. 
Because <laughs> we uh. love truckers. <laughs> can, can we get back to... Uh, anyway. Can we get back to uh, uh, Bill Clinton using Monica Lewinsky as his personal humidor? <laughs> He used what is his personal humidor? Monica Lewinsky, right? Yeah. Cigars. Okay. <laughs> An intern. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, when asked about, so so Joe Biden held the, he was speaking yesterday, and uh, he, the reporters obviously asked about Hunter Biden, and he asked the press to step out. This is cut 10, guys, go. Just going to ask the press to step out so we can begin our briefing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's how it ended. <laughs> they cut the feed like They that. did. They did. Cut the feed! Cut the feed! <laughs> this is like when the the, the the teleprompter went down for Burgundy. Um, what do you think is going through his mind when they start... And honestly, it's at the point now where it is a wasted exercise. Yep. Like, these reporters that get they gather for this... Now, at three years in, you're wasting your time, your voice, you're, you're damaging your vocal cords. It's pointless to just shout those things he's not going to answer anything mm -hmm. he's closing up his binder and he's walking out it's yep. just like when he's walking across the lawn at the white house to go to his helicopter he, first of all he doesn't hear you and secondly he's not going to answer you uh kareen jean pierre was asked about it yesterday and uh this is what she said going to go to cut 11 here guys go did he spend any time watching what his son had to say outside the Capitol? so a couple of, just a couple of things on that and i want to be really clear look uh as you know, Hunter Biden is a private citizen, and so I certainly would refer you to his representatives. Um, look, you know, um, the president was the certainly familiar uh, with what his son was going to say, and I think what you saw was from the heart from uh, his son. And you've heard, uh, you've heard me say this, you've heard the president say this. Uh, when it comes to the president and the first lady, they are proud of him uh, continuing to rebuild his life. Yeah. They are proud of their son. Basically what this is, is the Hunter Biden rehabilitation tour. Yep. Is essentially right. and, and, what this is. And it started with the Moby podcast. Yes. It, that, yes. Because mm -hmm. he, he never speaks. He had that one interview, I don't know if it was with ABC or something, yep. where they were in the kitchen. That's the only time he's ever spoken. Yep. And then he did the Moby podcast, and all of a sudden he's speaking in front yep. of the Capitol. Like, mm -hmm. he's, you're 100% right. This, 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 is, this is his rehab yep. tour. Yep. He's uh, getting out is, in front of this. Yep. He knows the mainstream media will not grill him. Anybody that does that's from a conservative outlet or an alternative outlet will be viewed as a bad human being. Republicans are literally trying to kill Hunter Biden is what he has claimed on the Moby pod. And, um, you know, Kareem Jean-Pierre is going to say the, uh, well, he's a private citizen. Well, was Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump and Laura Trump private citizens or were they public figures? By the way, by the way, John, John wins YouTube right now so far. He says Nick has Tourette's. <laughs> oh, you could always That's just claim, you could always just claim you had Tourette's. It was a little neurological. Hiccup. By the way, no, by the no way, dump on YouTube. Huh? By the way, there's no dump on YouTube or on the app. But Great. we got we got it over the air. It's That's fine. Right. Don't worry. You're not the first, and won't be the last person to do it. That's why we have a delay button. I've been doing this for eight, uh, 16, eight, 17 years. Yeah, don't think I ever. It happens. <laughs> that happened. It happens. And I've been, and I wasn't even really mad there. I, I, there was times when I was doing Phil, look, when Eagles talk, where look. I was literally sweating and my head was as red as the state of Florida. 
and I never drop the look. If look, if anybody asks, you can just say I have Tourette's, and you I can't bl- discriminate against yeah. me. I blame Chris Cuomo. <laughs> Um, on Corinne uh, Jean Pierre on Hunter defying a congressional uh, subpoena. This is cut thirteen guys go. Is the president okay with his son defying a congressional subpoena? I'm just not going to get into uh, into specifics on that. I would have to have to, have to refer you to the president's um, uh, uh, not the president, but Hunter's personal personal representatives. He's a private citizen. So I'm just not going to yeah. get into it. Can you tell us when the last time the two of them spoke? I mean, I'm also not going to get into private conversations that the president has with his family. We've been pretty consistent. That's nothing new. We're just not going to get into it from here. I should actually just give my soundboard to those people because Kareen can answer those questions. They could actually tee Kareen up and not even have her talk and just play this. I'm not going to get beyond that. (laughs) Or we could play this one. I would refer you to the White House Council. Right. She's got nothing. Um, What a waste. By the way, mm. in, in regards to Joe and that question with... His thoughts on defying a congressional subpoena. There is a clip out there. I think I saw it yesterday on RNC Research's Twitter feed where Joe was asked about this in 2021 in which he said, no, you should not be above the law. Um, if the boys in the back maybe can find that. I, I think it was on RNC's Twitter feed yesterday. It completely contradicts anything that Joe is saying now. Um, <clears throat> in case you missed it. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy had a town hall last night in Iowa. Did he take the microphone into the bathroom with him? With CNN, Abby Phillip. Phillip. <clears throat> Apparently, this is that now their new thing. They don't advertise it, <laughs> so I don't know how anybody would know that it's happening. So uh, Abby Phillip asked about if you remember on uh, in the last debate, uh, Vivek claimed that January six was an inside job. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abby Phillip asked about it. it. It's it's part of a like a ten minute clip, but I only pulled two cuts from it because it just got long and monotonous. Um, where they just argue about it back and forth. But this is this is how that conversation went about Vivek at the last debate, saying that uh, January sixth was an inside job. Cut seventeen guys go. Evidence that the government had a plot. An inside job. But no, no I'm not saying what inside job is. I'm not going to. I'm not violence respect. on January sixth. I'm not going to let you put words in my that. mouth. I'm going to put my words in my mouth. And I'm going to tell you what, what I mean by the that. Where is the evidence that Entrapment. the government was involved Entrapment. in planning or executing okay. January 6th? Where so I'm going, to, I'm, going to give you, I'm going to give you hard facts. And, and if I may, Abby, I know this is going to be a little uncomfortable. But we're going to, we're, we're going to go through this and you can, and you can, you can push Just back on it. the evidence. That. And you can push back on that. And let's do this fairly. Why did they suppress footage of now what's been released, 200 hours of footage of shooting rubber bullets into that crowd, shooting tear gas into that crowd? You didn't see that before. You saw what the response was to that. Now you see footage coming out of actually rolling out the red carpet for Capitol Mr. Police allowing Mr. Ramaswamy, in again right through the front the vast door. majority I mean, of that footage should have been released before. Mr. Ramaswamy, the vast majority of the footage shows in my deeper police question officers is this. being overrun by rioters. That's yeah, I'm going to give you hard, I'm give you some hard facts. Of so what, here's what entrapment Can we stop it real quick? Can we stop it real quick? I just want to point this out. This is this is the Caitlin Collins Trump thing all over again with Abby Phillip in the role of Caitlin Collins. Again, the interrupting and the nonstop talking over each other. Yeah, that might create for good drama on TV or a good soundbite on radio. But the point is, let Vivek answer. And if you're being fed something in your ear, when then then you'll have your moment. But again, it's like they just want to keep butting heads. Like I, it's so painful to sit through. Just Abby, just let the guy answer the question. And if you disagree with it, or if you have other facts that would prove otherwise, then go. Yep.
God, I hate all right, uh, we continue. Examples. To the contrary. To the contrary. You know who cherry picked examples. You know who cherry picked the government. That is what happened the government cherry picked 12 hours of footage when there was 200 hours of footage. The cherry picking was the government, not me. Release so, the whole thing. And let me let me just finish one thing, too, because this is super important as a topic. So when you, when, I think this is a civil libertarian issue of our time. When we Gretchen talking, Whitmer's kidnapping. I want to keep it, I want to be really clear on this, because it's the same issue in the same FBI, same even part of the FBI. Three people who were in an alleged plot to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer, were acquitted at the end of trial because it was entrapment. There you go. Okay, that's it. I thought there was more going. Okay. Now, see, here's the thing with Vivek. He makes good points, and he goes, you know, 12 hours versus 200 hours. I would say 12 hours versus the raw footage of 41 thousand hours remember that's the actual amount of footage that they have from all the different cameras so you only saw bits and pieces and i tell you what that that is one of the most infuriating parts of this is in the sections of crowd on january 6th where there were people that were not going above and beyond uh peaceful protest to see rubber bullets and tear almost basically those uh, federal agents saying man this is not as this is not as rowdy as I would like in this section. We got to do something to agitate. That that's a bad look for those federal authorities. I'll leave it at that. Um, they continue with the they continue with the comparison of the Gretchen Whitmer kidma- uh, kidnapping case that happened in um, in Michigan, and he's talking about how that, that they were uh, they were set up. Kind of right on, yeah. Yes, eighteen cut go. So they were acquitted mid September. Yeah. yeah, they were acquitted in mid September for um, basically being what like patsies. Cut eighteen go because it was entrapment. That is, government agents put them up to do something they otherwise wouldn't have done. They gave them credit cards with spending limits of up to five thousand dollars. Encouraged them to buy munitions. Plan something they weren't otherwise willing to plan. So much so, and I want people at home to know this, especially CNN viewers to know this, is that one of the jurors went to those defendants and apologized afterwards, gave him a hug, apologized, seeing what the government had put a poor guy up to who had to go to some Mexican restaurant across the street to get hot water. These people were exploited with credit cards up to $5,000, FBI agents, putting them up to a kidnapping plot that we were told was true but was entrapment. Same thing with the Capitol Police, people Mr. letting them in freely. Many of those people Mr. then Mr. being charged. Look, the government cannot I, put you up I to do something and then Mr. charge Mr. you Ramaswamy, for it. Look, That's wrong. I don't want to have to interrupt you. I really I don't, don't want to have to smack you. Brush your hair, sir. I'm not. I think they've been misled by mainstream media. The mainstream media has misled them. 14 people were charged in that plot. A majority of them were Convicted. I said three of them were acquitted right, on but, grounds of entrapment. What, what That's folks a fact. Need, Dispute folks, me. Was I wrong about that? What folks need to understand, was I wrong about what I said? What I was folks not. Need to understand three people were acquitted on grounds of entrapment. Nine were a juror apologized. Nine were yeah, but, you said, but the three who were put up should but never got to that stage to of a trial. The January okay? 6th That's unacceptable issue. in the United States. It's almost like they don't even know the other one's talking. <laughs> it's really a remarkable um, back and forth there. Two things. Yeah. Number one, as a host or as an anchor... It's not your job to advocate for your side or the Democrats as she's doing. Mm -hmm. And so she reveals her hand in this. She doesn't want to have any of it. Of course. As far as the guys who were acquitted, their own attorney had said uh, these guys were, and I'm quoting here, incredibly dumb, would never have pulled off a kidnapping. Essentially, the defense was, and you talked about the jurors hugging them, 
the defense of these guys was they were genuinely um, not the brightest bulbs in the box, mm-hmm. and they were taken advantage of because they, you know, essentially, I mean, they had, you know, issues whereby, you know, you could even say they were um, a disadvantage or even di- had some disabilities mm-hmm. as far as learning disabilities and so on and so forth and were not highly intelligent individuals that they were cherry-picked, they were chosen mm-hmm. and targeted, and that's why there was such sympathy by that jury to yeah. say, oh, my goodness, these these individuals are lower intelligence individuals. I'll tell you right now, Vivek wins a lot of points with uh, the Trump base with that performance last night. If anybody actually saw that, not sure that anybody did, but if you're listening this morning, I mean, Vivek just pretty much went to task with a lot of the facts that they seemingly want to omit from the record. Uh, the <clears throat> Let's get on to the uh, college, Harvard, anti-Semitism thing. Uh, talking about what Claudine Gay right there at uh, Harvard, uh, speaking of Abby Phillip, uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones was on with Abby Phillip the other night discussing the Harvard president, saying that the, the uh, Claudine Gay is facing racist and propaganda campaign from those pretending it's about anti-Semitism. Oh, so, you knew it was coming. To your point, Nick and Don, you guys were both making this point that this was they were going to find a way to say that they're singling out Ms. Gay because of the color of her skin. Yep. This is Cut One, Guys Go. Cole, thanks for joining us. So, Nicole, what do you make of the fact that this was striking to me? Some of the same voices who are your toughest critics are the ones who are Claudine Gay's toughest critics and the loudest voices uh, calling for her ouster. Do you think that these two things are related? This idea of pushing back on diversity and inclusion in higher education and getting the president of Harvard ousted from her position. Oh, absolutely. So they're using um, the guise of of pretending that this is about concern over anti-Semitism, which is, of course, something that all of us should be concerned about. It's really just further their propaganda campaign against, um, you know, racial equity. So when you think about the fact that Harvard, this nation's oldest university, had about a 370-year explicit racial quota of only hiring white men uh, to be the president, um, it's laughable to think that the first ever black woman um, following that unbroken line of white racial quotas is the one who's unqualified. I mean, this is kind of the beauty of how racism works. If you are black and you don't achieve, if you don't succeed at the highest echelon, it's because you're lazy and you're not smart enough. If you do achieve and you do succeed and you do rise to the top of your profession, it's because you didn't deserve it. So as uh, Toni Morrison said, this is all really a distraction. Uh, Chris Rufo is is not a serious person. Um, He he is a person who has been trying to attack what he calls DEI, but really any efforts to address racial inequality. Um, he has explicitly said that he does propaganda work. Um, and the fact that we're all talking about it means that he's being successful. First of all, nobody, unless you actually go to one of these Ivy League institutions, likes these Ivy League institutions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Secondly, nobody knew who Claudine Gay was prior to her anti-Semitic remarks. If we would have polled Americans who is the president of the University of Harvard, they would have zero idea who Claudine Gay is. It has nothing to do with her identity. It has what to do with what she said and did not say when she was grilled by Elise Stefanik. But this is the classic move. 
So now, basically, if you are from a marginalized group historically and you do something wrong, you break a law, you lie, you plagiarize, you are on the wrong side of an opinion that should be pretty clear. I mean, she mentioned the word equity. I don't seem to hear a whole bunch of equity and inclusion for the Jewish community these these days. So it's selective equity. But if you call them out on it and you are calling out somebody from a marginalized community, you're automatically racist. It doesn't matter. Claudine Gay could have been a straight white male. And if Claudine Gay was a straight white male and said the same thing, I'd have the same opinion. Like, you're telling me you actually do condone these types of comments under free speech? And your code of conduct policy on campus? Really? No. All right. That's crazy. That'll do it uh, for what's on the cut sheet, 830. Uh, we'll come back at the Don Stenzel's Big Three. And then also, we got to have some fun with this. At Southwest Airlines, bags used to fly free. Now fat flies oh, free. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. Fat flies free. The details on the other side of Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. This holiday season... All your, make all your wishes come true at FanDuel Sportsbook in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. The Eagles on Monday night are a minus 196 on the money line. That means if you bet five bucks, you're already going to win 250 But, but, when your Philadelphia Eagles win, you can win $150 in bonus bets to do what, to bet with whatever you want to. Spreads, player props, over-unders, whatever you want to. It's like free money. Come on. FanDuel.com slash Greg is the promo code. Uh, FanDuel.com slash Greg. Sign up right now. FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner, 1210 WPHE, and the NFL 21 and over. President of PA. First online round money wager, only $5. Pre-game money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is not withdrawable. Bonus bets that, expi- that expire seven days after receipt. See terms of sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.